Good morning, everybody. It's Tuesday, the 14th of February, 2023. It's Iconic CEO Jamie Icke, and this is The Daily Download. Well, to start with, I'll say a very happy Valentine's Day to everybody around the world. I hope you're having a lovely day with your loved ones. And if you're not waking up with loved ones this morning, then you find one throughout the day, as is the tradition. So we've got some interesting stories to go through this morning. Um, Some amusing, some not so amusing. I'm going to start with one that I think is quite funny. The Queen's consort, Camilla Parker-Bowles, the wife of uh, soon-to-be coronated King Charles here in the UK, has got COVID. I mean, she's tested positive. Sorry, sorry. the story doesn't even say she's got COVID, actually. The story says she's tested positive. Even the BBC are starting to understand that the test doesn't test for anything and therefore testing positive doesn't actually mean anything. I mean, I just find it funny that they're still trying to, you know, go with this stuff. They're still trying to... That's made, you know, the BBC homepage today. I think Prince Charles or King Charles, whatever he's called, had it about 10 times throughout 2020, 2021. It's just, it's laughable, the fact that this still makes news. Nobody's looking at that going, oh God, isn't this terrible? I mean, how how, how horrible for her. You know, I do hope she's okay. You know, 2020, 2021, but, but particularly 2020, you know, people had this sympathy with these apparent celebrities that were getting covid although were they really um yeah now it's like they're just trying to drag it on and drag it on and nobody really cares nobody really cares and it's good to see the fact that nobody really cares i just think it's amusing that uh, organizations like the bbc haven't read the room at all they haven't thought actually you know what people aren't buying this anymore and they're still so desperate to fill column inches that they're putting useless crap like this in it and it's quite uh it is quite amusing to see i have to say uh, another story here in the uk is to do with council tax rises now for those around the world to explain what council tax is basically it's a local tax which is goes to your supposedly goes to your local councils um, and pays for things like you know local services buses um, garbage collection uh, upkeep of roads in the local area and so local am- amenities and things like that. But the rise in these um, council tax rates over the last few years has been really, really noticeable and they're set to rise again another 5% next year, which just adds to and adds to the further, you know, pressures, financial pressures that people are feeling on top of the fact salaries are not going up, yet inflation on food is rents are going up, mortgages are going up, now council tax is going up, obviously energy bills uh, are massively going up. So, you know, the cost of travel, for example, since since we've come out of, of lockdowns and so on, that's a lot higher than it was. So everything is more expensive while wages and salaries aren't. And that's there's a reason for that. That's not by accident. That's completely by design. Um, I think I said this before on my show that there was people that you would have considered to, to be doing really well they'd have looked in the mirror and thought you know what i'm earning well i've got comfortable savings i can afford to you know have nice things that are now all of a sudden are struggling to get by so the people that were already struggling to get by of which there's a lot and there was a lot i don't know how they're coping well in many cases they're not people are defaulting on mortgages they're losing their houses they're being thrown out of rental accommodation because they can't keep up with payments they're you know getting in massive arrears with with various different Uh, companies and having debt collectors turn up on the doorstep which is just sick it's it's really you know this is not an accident this has been done by design to create more dependency on the state 
and therefore more ability to control us. You know, the more dependent you are on something, the more, you know, the easier you are to control. If you rely on something for your services, you rely on something to put food on your table and a roof over your head, you're pretty much at its beck and call. You're at its mercy, aren't you? You know, you know, you can apply that to so many areas of life. You can apply that to relationships, to friendships, to parents, but you can apply it to the state. And that's exactly how it is. That's the dynamic at the moment for so many people. People fear the government. They fear what the government are going to come out and say next. And there's a great saying, obviously, in the Aviva Vendetta film, which is that governments, sorry, people shouldn't fear their governments. Governments should fear their people. And that's absolutely right. There's 650 MPs in Westminster that are meant to represent you know, 65, 70 million people here in the UK. They they represent us. Whether you believe that the system is corrupt, which I think we can all agree it is, of course it is, but that dynamic is still correct. They represent us. There's a lot more of us than them. If we simply refuse to comply with things that we don't agree with, things that are not of our benefit, things that are enslaving us rather than benefiting our lives, what power do those people in that chamber have? They don't have any. And, you know, we talk about it a lot, the, the poll tax situation with Margaret Thatcher, but that just shows the power that people have when they collectively come together. And the difference with poll tax and so many other things is poll tax affected everybody. It affected the rich, it affected the poor, it affected everybody in between. And that's why there was this coming together. These fault lines of class, of race, of gender, of sexuality, of all those different things that, that generally divide people from being uni united on the same issue. They were gone. And to an extent, COVID did the same. You know, the protests that I went to in London through 2020 and 2021 had every walk of life. And again, it's because that affected everybody. You know, you could have people that were, were doing really well for themselves. I met a couple of them that, you know, owned gyms or restaurants and things like that and, and lost everything through no fault of their own. You know, and they'd, they'd become accustomed to a certain standard of life. And all of a sudden, the government, not them, just took it away from them, basically. So... There's definitely uh, there's definitely an opportunity, I think, for, for people to come together here in the same ways that they have before uh, and to bring it back to council tax. So so council tax does is something that everybody has to pay. You know, business rates is effectively the company's version, business version of, of council tax. And the prices continue to go up Then people are simply not going to be able to afford them. Now, the local councils are blaming government for the fact that they're having to put these these increases in because they're saying that the funding that local councils are getting from government is just re reducing and reducing every single year and they need to raise this capital in order to, uh, to fund their services. And this is apparently why we've seen a much more aggressive uh, parking fine and, you know, traffic warden type policy on, on the streets in local areas as well. Now, I don't buy into that. I think it's just all about control again. But... Again, if, if let's just humour them for a second and say that that's true, that governments are not funding the councils enough, then why are they not doing that? You know, we need to be pushing back against that. You know, we pay our taxes and our national insurance here in the UK to, to fund the services that we need to operate as a country, to operate as a people, to fund public services, to fund the NHS, to fund X, Y and Z. And if that's not being done effectively, yet we're sending billions to Ukraine, we're spending billions on HS2, we're spending billions on Trident, um, we're spending billions on PPE contracts to mates of the cabinet. It's just, it's truly astonishing. And I think it's time that we stopped, you know, pussyfooting around the issue and started actually just standing up and going, you know what? No, not accepting this, not accepting this. It's pure and simple. You're not working in our interest. You're not working for the people. All you are is effectively a, an appointed managing director of a company 
you know, the country being the company, we're the directors, we're the, the shareholders, and we don't think you're doing a great job, and therefore you're out, mate. And you know what? The next guy who's applied for the job, Kia Starmer, we don't think he's going to do a great job either, so we're not going to put him in either. That's what we need to do. We need to start standing up and stop it, and you know, and stop. Stop allowing them to get away with it, because they've got away with it for far too long. Now, this is quite a, an amusing story, I have to say. Well, I say it's amusing. It's, it's, it's actually quite sinister, really, and quite dangerous, in my opinion. Uh, a weight loss jab is to be sold in UK chemists. UK pharmacies are about to sell a weight loss jab that's been used by some famous people, apparently, including Twitter owner Elon Musk. Well, my first point on Musk is that Musk is still looking very overweight from what I can see, so it clearly doesn't work, does it? Um... It's a, it contains an, agreed, an ingredient called Opsempic, which is a diabetes medicine said to be used by Hollywood uh, actors, and it's called the skinny shot of choice for Hollywood. So again, we're trying to give people a quick fix. We're giving them a product that has probably no long-term testing, just like most of them don't. And we're trying to, we're basically saying, here you go, you can have everything you want, you can lose weight, don't know what side effects there might be. There probably will be loads. Uh, we don't know what the long-term health implications will be versus go back to the natural approach. And you know the easiest way to lose weight? Eat a healthy diet and move more. Sounds really blunt, but it is so simple. It really is. And if you've got physical ailments, which means you can't go to the gym and lift tons of weights or you can't go for long runs, then, you know, get an exercise bike, go swimming. There is things that anyone can do to lose weight naturally and eat better. That's the easiest way to do it. And that's the best way to do it because people have this obsession about weight. Now, I'm very passionate. You might be able to tell. Very passionate on this issue because I think weight to an extent is a myth. I think it's important, but I also think it's a myth in the sense of weight being the sole deciding factor on whether somebody is healthy. So, for example, you've got the, the body mass index calculator, which basically calculates what you, you should be between for your height, effectively. So for me, I'm sat here right now doing this. I'm 14% body fat, which is considered very athletic. I train three times a day. I have a really healthy diet. But my BMI for my weight, for my height, sorry, I'm actually overweight at the moment. And that's because it doesn't take into consideration what type of weight you're holding. Now, I'm not overweight, but I lift weights and therefore I've put on weight and put on muscle, which weighs more than fat. You wouldn't look at me in the mirror and think I'm overweight. Yet, BMI doesn't take into consideration things like that. So, you know, you take an elite athlete, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury would be considered morbidly obese on his BMI, but the guy's an elite, elite athlete. Same with Anthony Joshua, same with all these people. So, I don't think weight is the sole factor. I think body fat percentage and I think also, you know, how you feel is very, very important. How you look in, in clothes and how you look, you know, with your shirt off. Do you look overweight? Do you feel overweight? Do you feel sluggish? Do you feel tired? Do you feel lethargic? Are you having joint problems with your, with your particularly with your lower body where, you know, the, the additional weight is putting pressure on your knees and so on? I, I think we can get, can get too obsessed with weight. But I do think it is a really important place to start because weight is generally, it's a good guide as to whether you're fit, whether you're healthy or not. You know, I don't believe someone being 25 stone is going to be healthy. I don't believe that. I also don't believe somebody being eight stone and six foot five is healthy. You'd probably be dead, to be fair. So 
I think, you know, we need to start looking at getting back to being natural, getting back to eating a good diet, getting back to moving more, at least, you know, 30 minutes a day of exercise, even if it's just a walk. Um, but, and that natural diet to go along with it. Stop with these synthetic foods, these synthetic chemicals. Um, you know, lower our alcohol intake, things like that. They're, they're the way to get healthy and to lose weight, not to have some stupid vaccine that some drug manufacturer has given you. It's just madness. It's everything for a quick fix. And I'm really, really concerned about the direction that the world's going in when it comes to topics like this, because that's not about health all of a sudden. That's just about weight. Just because you look skinny doesn't mean you're healthy, does it? It really doesn't. It depends how you've got there. And if you've got there by taking stuff that's affecting your testosterone or affecting various different enzymes and, and glands and hormones that causes mood, potentially mood issues that can cause damage to muscle, muscle fibers and muscle growth, um, then that's going to be dangerous. And I don't believe that that's the right thing to do. So um, although that story amuses me that people think that's a good idea, I think it is a, a dangerous uh, possibility because if you normalize that, and I'm very, very much against this normalization of obesity and normalization of, of being fat and unhealthy and living an unhealthy lifestyle, most importantly, then I think, you know, that's a dangerous precedent that we're setting to our kids. Because, you know, you have kids that have weight issues and all of a sudden they can have this jab and that fixes it, apparently, rather than encourage them to live a healthy life, which then a healthy lifestyle, healthy diet, encourage them to eat the right foods, which can then set them up for life on a positive track. You're telling them that all they have to do is take a pharmaceutical and it solves all their problems. Again, that gets them in the mindset that pharmaceuticals are always the answer when they're not. 99% of the time, in my opinion, the natural world is always the answer. Um, as I said on here, I was ill last week, still not perfect now, but I've not taken a single pharmaceutical the whole time. I've eaten a really clean diet, drunk lots of water, I've taken vitamins and I'll just ride it out. You know, natural way of dealing with it is always the best way in, you know, it really is and we need to stop trying to you know manufacture all these ways to to get quick fixes for very simple problems that we can sort out ourselves so that's it for this morning um actually no it's not we've got a nice inspirational quote for you today uh this is from walt whitman keep your face always toward the sunshine and the shadows will fall behind you so keep looking towards the light keep looking towards the the goal the direction the ending that you want to achieve and everything else will fall behind. Uh, I truly believe that. You know, keep focused, keep relentless, keep obsessed with wherever it is that you want to get, whatever it is that you want to get, and you know, ignore everything around you that's bringing you down, that's distracting you, that's taking your attention away. Uh, all the people, all the things that are dragging you into the life that you don't want to live anymore, and keep moving forward, and you'll almost certainly get closer to where you want to get to than you would if you didn't do that. So that's it for today. Uh, as I said at the top, happy Valentine's Day. I hope you all have a lovely day and I will be back with you again tomorrow morning. Goodbye.